It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. I mean, my show's podcast, right, but, but to um, have your own, have my own, yeah, I would. But the production, <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I, can't, I probably can't afford you and be, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I could do it. Um, you know, we don't have enough people to help yeah. to produce for us. Yeah, um, we just don't. Yeah, and it takes a lot of work, and I don't have the technical skills to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. So that's why I was like, I yeah. Because I would love to do like an afterthought kind of a podcast, like what didn't get said, kind of. A, really? Yeah. Okay. But huh? Or what we didn't? I don't know. It's kind of hard to. Or what you? Because you can't really give opinions. I mean, no, no, I can't. You know, so it's more yeah, about process right. and about background and that kind of a thing. But huh? Anywho, so I've got you know. I don't have time to do it anyways, but... You do, too. You're going to the Blue Jackets tonight. No, I know, and that's because part of one of my shows got canceled tomorrow because of the state funeral for Bush. Oh, that's right. So I got, I got this, like, a whole extra... Um, that's awesome. I only have to work prepare for one hour tomorrow, and that's, like, okay. heaven. That's awesome. I mean, awesome. I haven't. So you can stay up and get trashed in yeah, the Blue no, Jackets I, I, and my Yeah, I know. We're going with my boss, and I said, you know, Ooh. depending, let me know as soon as you can about whether my show's canceled, because that uh, yeah. will dictate You're like, yeah. so if how many it's not beers, canceled, yeah. I can get a full bucket. Uh, yeah. um, but if it is canceled, then I can get two, two full bucket. buckets. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so you are, you are not from Columbus. No, not at all. You're from Michigan. I'm from Western Michigan. Western yep. Michigan. That's right. Okay, so if you mostly. look at the, if you... You look at the glove. Is it the left hand glove? It's it's the left hand left glove. Left hand. Oh, facing that and way. It's um, that below side. the pinky finger. Okay. And a little to the right. We're looking at our hands right Central now. Central Western Michigan, <laughs> about a half hour from Lake Michigan. Okay, so closer to Wisconsin then. Ish. No, no. no. Wisconsin's really over here. Oh, okay. Wisconsin's yeah. across the lake. I know Ohio is right here. Yeah, that's it's about like as good Chicago's as down here. Okay. Yeah, and that's the bottom of Lake Michigan. Okay. And you come up here in Ohio. Wisconsin's oh. over here. Yeah. Minnesota's up here. Okay. This is great radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Everybody can look at their hands. And then, you know. And be like, so we t- Everyone but, watching is going. And then there's the Upper Peninsula, the, yeah. The, oh, the UP, eh? Yeah, right? the UP, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you have an accent? Like, do you feel uh, like you a lot, have... Yeah, well, I, I've been told that... And sometimes people ask me, are you from Chicago? For some reason, up western Michigan that way, yeah. there's a big Chicago influence. So it's more and the Chicago it's more Chicago sounding, yeah. not the yeah. straight Wisconsin-Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. There's oh, some, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to push it on no, you. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's are definitely Chicago. Are there certain Chicago. words that you find that you can't get rid of? I don't know. I can't... I think I use the word pop. Is that? Um, I think I used the word pop. Is soda more? I think soda's the mm-hmm. other way. I, I mean, there's know. things like that. But, you know, I've lived here for 30 years yeah. now. So some of it has faded away. Right. Um, right. You know, and I probably have picked up a few things. But Ohio is such this very distinct northern and mm-hmm. southern thing mm-hmm. to it that Michigan did not have. Well, Michigan had the UP. Which is its own. Its own thing, okay. yeah. And then the, the southern, you know, southern Michigan. Yeah, it's more like. Yeah. 
Ohio. Kind of like Ohio Northern. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, they've got the boots. And, no, 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 they're not. No, they don't. No. It's more the Cleveland. Yeah. The spread Cleveland's and Cleveland a really its... interesting thing. Cleveland's more like Pittsburgh. Oh, I think it's really interesting. Which is so weird that in this small area, there's so many. <laughs> yeah, because we used to be really isolated. So that's how uh, these dialects that's how it came all up. Yeah, right. Okay, because I grew up in Denver, and we're all yeah. just implants from somewhere else, I guess. Right. So, I mean, we said pop, but that's probably because somebody, somebody else, else said, said it. Yeah, yeah, they're like, well, I like that. We'll just go with yeah, that. Exactly. So, so I didn't. I didn't even introduce you, but I'm here today with Ann Fisher, and Ann and I met. What's it been now? About four years? I think at least four years. About four years ago, doing yeah. a really cool artistic endeavor with Poem, which translates to... Um, something, something, <laughs> a something. Yes. Something. It's, it's not a good acronym for it's me. Not. It's I remember Poem, but I can never remember what it stands for, but it has to do with um, a mental health mm-hmm. um, uh, service for women who suffer from postpartum mm-hmm. depression and peri whatever that's pre, yeah pre baby depression yeah. essentially yeah. okay yeah so. so we did a little artistic endeavor together sharing stories of real women and, and yeah. what they had gone through which we just recently talked about and how cool it was to be able to connect as moms to yeah. that of different stages in life mm-hmm. um, so how you have kids I have one child you have one child who's 22 the baby. <laughs> yes, he'll always be the baby, unfortunately. Oh. Now, where is he? He is getting ready to graduate from Ohio State on December 16th. Oh Not my that gosh. I'm counting. Not that you're counting. So, what yeah. did he study? Uh, environmental science. Okay. Uh, pretty policy oriented. Not as much okay. of the science as it is policy. And, okay. uh, and I think he got a business minor or something like that. What so, does he want to do? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think <laughs> he wants to work for an environmental. Um, Agency, yeah, the EPA okay. yeah. or yeah. the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Agriculture, mm-hmm. or some agriculture or something like yeah. that, and and work on policy and, Would he and stay help here? develop policy. It depends. I mean, okay. Ohio, um, uh, you know, is you know, it's I don't know. It just kind of depends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So you're excited for him to graduate. I'm happy for him to graduate. <laughs> it took me a lot longer. I mean, yeah. he went through in just a little over four years. Okay. So yeah, him. That's know. good. Um, yeah. So how did yeah. you how did you get out of Michigan and get here? Uh, I was working as a contract writer for the Grand Rapids Press, okay, which is my hometown mm-hmm. newspaper, mm-hmm. and uh, doing a lot of different things. It was a really great opportunity. It was a non-guild paper and a non-union paper, so they okay. could do that. Oh, so okay. I didn't have benefits or anything, yeah. but I, I was like a freelancer, but so I, they could, had contracts. I had mm-hmm. contracts with them, so there was some kind of um, something I could count on. Yeah. And um, a woman who ended up on the copy desk at the Grand Rapids Press had come from the Columbus Citizen Journal when it had folded, okay. when the Citizen Journal folded in Columbus. Okay. And when was that? Do you know? That was, I think, 87. Okay. And she, or before 80, yeah, is 86, maybe 86. Okay. And she came and she, um, her name was Susan, I think. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she got a call after some months from a guy at a former colleague of hers from the Citizen Journal who was in it at the Toledo Blade and said, there's an opening at the Toledo Blade. Do okay. you want to move back to Ohio? Oh, and wow. she didn't. Okay. And she said, but she knew I was looking for a regular job, you know, a real, you know, mm-hmm. with, with, with Benny's and the whole thing, the 401k, oh, yeah. blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah. And so she suggested me and I went and ended up applying for the job and I got it. At the dispatch. At the Toledo oh, at the Blade. Toledo Blade. Okay. Yeah, I was a feature writer. Really? So I was a feature writer for two okay. years at the Blade. 
And then uh, I impressed the publisher. <laughs> and nice. uh, one day he asked me if I would be interested in moving to Columbus, to the Columbus Bureau and covering okay. state government and politics, oh, wow. which is a, the Blade was unionized, or yeah. is unionized, I think it still is. And uh, that would have been a different role. I would have been serving at the pleasure of the publisher mm-hmm. there. I would not have been covered by the union and that kind of a thing. It's just okay. the way those kind of bureau jobs went. And um, I said, yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew immediately it was something that I would want to do. Yeah. And so I came down here, and that's how I ended up in Columbus in 1989. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Explain the union to me, because that I, I know actors' union, but I don't know. Yeah, well, the union, similar? Um, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I've never been an actor, but um, <laughs> it's they control um, you pay. You know, when I was in the union, I paid union dues. Mm-hmm. And I had to abide by certain rules. And I'm not even sure what all the rules were. But one of them was that I couldn't work late when I wanted to. And I oh, couldn't okay. come in early. And I'm a very much of an early morning person. I like yeah. to write early yeah. in the morning. And I found that out the hard way where someone started to figure out that I was coming in early in the morning. And they um, oh, started, to, you know, visited me one morning and said, you can't do this. You can only work seven and a quarter hours a day or whatever oh it was. Gosh. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah. that's great for I get it. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. It was hard for me, though, because Mm -hmm. I work better in the morning. morning. So, um, but be that as it may, none of that mattered. Once I went to Columbus, I worked Mm -hmm. 12 hours a day and nobody could have cared less, (laughs) you know. So I made up for all Mm -hmm. of it um, by doing doing that. And I remember I used to come in to work early in the morning because it was the best time for me to write. It's just when I write the fastest and the best. Are you still that way? Yes, I am, except I don't do as much regular writing as as like I used to. So, Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I liked to write early. Yeah. yeah. So then from Toledo, you got, you were here. I was here from 89. I started here in 89, February yeah. of 89. Um, the the uh, Vern Rife Center had just opened mm-hmm. um, downtown, and uh, it was quite a time. Mm-hmm. And it was just before they started renovating the State House. Okay. Um, that was a really big deal. Yeah. So pretty much the whole time I was at the State House, they were renovating in some fashion. And Yay. that's, that's ex- actually at a certain point. We were we were removed. The whole um, press corps was moved into. Um, in fact, the state house kind of moved. The, the Ohio General Assembly moved into the state. What was known as the state government's building, hmm. and now is the building where the Ohio Supreme Court is. Yeah, they, you know, they keep yeah. moving them all around. And um, so I did that for about nine and a half years. Yeah. And did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. It was very challenging for me, though. Yeah. It wasn't something that I was ever at ease with. I always felt a little stressed. Like the kind content of, I, or the, the Just missing the stuff. We were just a two-person bureau. And okay. the guy that I worked with for most of the time I was in the role uh, was Joe Hallett, who mm-hmm. ended up being the politics editor. Um, he ended up going to the Cleveland Plain Dealer and then okay. eventually was politics editor at the and senior editor at the uh, – Columbus Dispatch. So mm-hmm. we did work again together. Yeah. He's, cool. We're very good friends. Um, but I, it was not something that um, I had always had a lot of confidence in. Mm-hmm. And I would, I, you know, every morning I would kind of get up and open and carefully open up the dispatch because they had like eight people yeah. covering the state house and it was right. very nerve wracking to open up and see what did we miss. Right. It was kind of that kind of a thing. Yeah. And just learning and, and uh, but but it was good. I mm-hmm. mean it was really good for me. And yeah. um one thing I did love to do is talk about politics. Okay. And it's to me it's like other people like to talk about sports. Yeah. I like to talk about politics. politics. Okay. And uh so that that came to the me media. very easily. Okay. That that was good. Um 
And, uh, you know, I did that for nine and a half years or so. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, wanted something a little bit more regular about 15 months after my child was born. It mm-hmm. was just getting to be, it was too, the hours were too long yeah. and yeah. Um, the days were too uncertain. And so I went over to the dispatch and okay. started working, you know, more 12 hour days covering <laughs> Appalachia for a year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was really weird. Did you have but to was, travel? Yeah, I, I well, I lived up in Delaware and I covered Appalachia, so it was a, okay. it was a haul just to get yeah, there. Yeah, just even to my get bureau was in Lancaster, my bureau office. So oh, yeah, it was it was a challenge. Was it you were what were you covering in Appalachia? Just you know, just about everything, and that was what made that year so special. I okay. mean, I just covered everything. I covered uh, tr- different kinds of trials. I hmm. um, I remember particularly one night where I had to wait for hours for a verdict on a guy who had been stealing trees out of people's yards <laughs> oh or something. I can't quite remember anymore, but I do remember when the verdict finally came in and I called my boss and I told him, and, you know, and I had to write the story, you know, it was just crazy. And I thought, you know, and that was kind of one of those points where I thought, you know, this is, I'm not exactly sure this is totally worth me doing right. this. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the trees probably really were thankful. <laughs> But, you know, it was great to go from covering state government and politics and how and to see how policy is made, you know, and how they kind of make the sausage at that level, mm-hmm. and then to see how it's dished up at the local level. Right. And I did see a lot of that, and yeah. uh, just I understood so much more about public policy mm-hmm. uh, when I went back. And usually people mm-hmm. cover local and then go and statewide then go. Or and, and or national, yeah. and I went kind of the opposite direction, mm-hmm. so it was really kind of interesting. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't have want. I couldn't have done it for more time than I did just because yeah. the, the the hours That's were just and the brutal. travel was brutal. Well, but with a baby, with too. a baby, yeah. Right. So, um, do you feel like that set you up for something, or well, at least a better understanding of, of Ohio? Yeah. I mean, and so then after that, uh, for about a year and a half, almost two years, I was an editorial writer for the Dispatch, mm-hmm. and that was a whole nother challenge because I didn't agree necessarily with a lot of what I wrote, and very yeah. few editorial writers necessarily will. It's sort of like being on the debate team, yeah. you know, where you're yeah. you're not always arguing on the side you agree with, right. you just but have you to still be, have to make an yeah. argument, and that's the challenge, yeah. and that was a really good mm-hmm. um, intellectual challenge yeah. that I enjoyed a lot, and it really was a challenge for me at first. I didn't quite understand yeah exactly what to do um and but i did a lot of state government and political editorial writing mm-hmm. whether i agree with it or not <laughs> and um it was it was uh banker's hours mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I, and i did that for a while but then i got lured back into news side yeah. and was a, the editor went right back to the 12 hour days as a state editor and covered okay. and that's where oh, i geez. uh oversaw the desk that covered all the regions around Ohio for the Columbus Dispatch. So all the bureau reporters. Uh It was the desk that I worked for when I first came and worked worked in Lancaster Uh and covered Appalachia. So, yeah, you know, it was quite a different. And then after that, after three and a half years, I was a columnist for the Dispatch. Uh And um, I think it all came into play there for sure. And then it certainly, you know, has come into play Uh in my role um, on the radio show. So do you, I mean, you said you've been here for 30-ish years yeah. now. This is home. It'll be it'll be exactly 30 years in February. Okay. Yeah, this is home. This is home. Do you still have family up north? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do have family in okay. Michigan, um, but my family's in Iowa, North Carolina. Okay. We did just buy a cottage up in the Upper Peninsula, though, nice. like about a year ago. So okay. we're, I'm very attached to Michigan. I love right. Michigan. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. And, um, you know. 
And so you raised, I mean, your, your son was yeah, raised yeah, here. Yeah, he grew up here, yeah. Good. Are you a Buckeye fan? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not anti-Buckeye. I'm a Mich- I'm a Spartan. I'm a Michigan State. We okay. don't particularly care for Michigan either. So it's no so it love lost out. on either yeah, score. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. Like I, I interviewed President Drake a couple weeks ago, and I didn't, I didn't say it was right before the Michigan game. Yeah. I didn't say go Bucks at the I end think of it. You're okay. I yeah, think that's just fine. Yeah, I mean, but you know, people did bug me about yeah, it. Well, afterwards. I'm sure that yeah, of course. Well, they have to, right? Yeah. yeah. Gordon Gee used to say, "Well, you're from the Big Ten family." He kind of thank you, yeah, thank you, Dr. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, what? This is this is kind of completely random. What if you had your favorite? Okay, one night out, you get a, a night out on the town, no holds barred. Yeah. You leave the house at let's say four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. Uh, you don't have to drive. Yeah. We'll, leave, we'll put that in there yeah, so you yeah. can enjoy the evening thoroughly. <laughs> That's implied. <laughs> let's put that little thing in there. Um, but you get a night out. Yeah. What would you do? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, I would. I you know I'd love to go and just wander around in a museum somewhere. Mm-hmm. I love the Columbus Art Museum. Mm-hmm. I love to eat, so I'd have a great dinner, and then I'd probably hit a show mm-hmm. at the Short North Stage. Nice. That, that was that would be my that'd be the night out yeah yeah cocktails after uh, all before during, oh, during after. yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you Columbus for providing so many places yeah. with cocktails yeah what what are your favorite dining places mm. in Columbus well I don't get out a lot okay. so I don't pretend to know all the super cool places mm-hmm. but um, I do love Bazzi Italia mm-hmm. I just love everything about it I love it in the summer I love it in the winter. Yeah. Um, the food is absolutely fantastic. I love the changing menu, and I also love the stuff they keep. Uh, the service is second to none, and mm-hmm. I love the environment. Um, I like pizza. I like Harvest a lot. I love Harvest. I love Harvest pizza. I love the crust. Mm-hmm. I also like the mean green salad. Nice. Um, I like um, I like to cook. Okay. Um, so I like to grocery shop. Yeah. And uh, that's that's fun for me to do when I have the time. Uh, well, I mean, I cook all the time mm-hmm. at home, but yeah. it's not always, you know, that that great. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I let's see, what else do I like? I mean, we've been trying to get out. I like the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I love all the breweries mm-hmm. and the brew pubs, you know, everything There's from so Crest. Many. There's so many. <sighs> Wolf's Ridge. We're excited to go to Wolf's Ridge for my kids' graduation. <gasps> Um, nice. Celebration on the 16th. That, if anything screams happy graduation, I think it would be beer. Well, we were kind of <laughs> going through what do this. Or, and Wolfridge is very excellent. You know, just they it's just do a great too. job. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, you know, I kind of was throwing all these ideas out to them and hoping that would stick. And um, <laughs> and it did. Good. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It's nice a very festive that. place. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, just all, all the different, you know, Seventh Sun is a blast, and yeah. I love that they have the food trucks out there. You can always get your pierogies mm-hmm. and that kind of a thing. Um, and they have that new upstairs park that's been fabulous. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Crest, I think their hamburgers are some of the most audacious hamburgers I've ever had. <laughs> Conseca, uh, is it Con, Conseca? I can't think mm-hmm. of the name of it now. Conseca? Conseca, uh, it's a taco, it's a, it's a uh, Mexican play. I shouldn't okay. say Mexican, but it's a... Southwest yeah. influence. You get um, a taco there? Yeah, taco. And, oh my God, these incredible margaritas. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you know, any place with a really good margarita well, yeah. is my kind of place. That's, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. So. Right, absolutely. Yeah. 
What did you ever assume in in all of your journey that you would end up no. doing what you're doing? Oh, doing what I'm doing? No. Okay. I thought you were just end up here. No. Well, either. No, either. I mean, I never in a million years would have thought. Oh, I mean, I remember when I was at Michigan State in East Lansing, mm-hmm. and you know, every year these really crazy people would come and with their football team, and mm-hmm. they always said I always thought it was like red and white, you know, and that's why I would say these red and white people, and <laughs> and then I eventually made, and I just thought they were so obnoxious. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, kind of. No, I mean, no, and and yeah. it's fine. I mean, they're spirited. <laughs> And, that's, uh, that's a very kind way. Of doing it. I like that, <laughs> and and I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> but journalism, I've wanted to be a journalist you did. since I was in the third grade. Really? Oh yeah, I'm a long time. What made in the third grade? Yeah, like what? Something stupid, <laughs> and it's so stupid that you think, well, what if you had failed? Oh, then what? What kind of tr- emotional trauma would it be, be well, following that didn't me? Happen. It didn't, but you know, you do think about it, and. Um, so I, uh, I uh, was a third grader, and yeah. I had a substitute teacher, okay. and we were putting stories up on the bulletin board. Remember mm-hmm. how they used to do that? Mm-hmm. I don't think they do that oh, anymore, yeah. but they used to do right. that. And I think I had plagiarized the ugly duckling. <laughs> but she still thought I was a pretty good writer, and she told me so. Okay. And I was very focused on getting a job. I'd always wanted to be a really? career woman. Okay. always definitely wanted to do that. And I said, so what does a writer do? Duh. Um, well, well, I think it was a valid question. How, I remember, what does a writer, how does a writer make a living? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, sometimes they work, they're a journalist. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what does a journalist do? And yeah. she said, well, they work in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, okay. oh, all right. And that was and it. And that was it. Huh. And I was actually, I did spend a year at Arizona State. I did most of my school at Michigan State and graduated mm-hmm. from there, but I did take a year in, at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And they had a really much stronger broadcast journalism program, mm-hmm. and, but they had a school of journalism like Michigan State did. And, uh, and but they required a broadcast writing course, which okay. Michigan State didn't. Yeah. Uh, and so I had to take this course, and I had an old radio guy teaching the course, and he, we did not get along. We mm-hmm. did not see eye to eye very much, yeah. but I eventually really did well in the class. Okay. And at the end, he said, you know, have you ever thought about going into radio? And I'm like, <laughs> No. (laughs) No, I'm going to work at a newspaper. Right, right. And that was, you know. That was it. That was it. So. Would you consider him to be an influence even though you didn't see eye uh, to eye? No, uh, no. I never really ever thought about getting into radio at all. Mm -hmm. And never thought about going. My mom wanted me to go into TV. Really? Back when I had looks. Yeah. She used to say. have looks. Stop it. Seriously. (laughs) But back when I had looks and youth, she would. You know, badger me quite a bit. That really? yeah, my parents like didn't want me direction. to be a journalist. They did not want me to be a journalist right. at all. They thought that yeah. was yeah. low life, um, low rung, low fruit, <laughs> and uh, they say, but I could up my game and maybe make more money and if on I went TV, on television, right? Which is so easy to get into, right? Yeah, and right. I had absolutely no desire, no. not even one bit. No. And um, I was not, did never felt comfortable in front of a camera or anything mm-hmm. like that or, you know, being interviewed or, yeah. or you know, being uh, recorded. Right. I was right. never one of those that even liked to record my interviews because I thought my voice sounded so flat. I couldn't stand to hear it. And um, so then, you know, um, I was a, a columnist for the dispatch mm-hmm. and I thought that's what I was going to retire doing. I yeah. l- absolutely love being metro columnist. Okay. It was the best job yeah. ever. 
And then when they laid off 45 people from the dispatch, they didn't lay me off. Okay. But they eliminated the column. I don't even want to uh, go into okay. it. Okay. It was a very okay. painful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> really, really super painful. And so then I got, to, uh, you know, stayed there and I was doing um, mm-hmm. some public affairs reporting. I think I was covering like New Albany. Okay. So like kind of mm. stick a needle in my eye. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, um, it was it was hard for me to go from that um, uh, just that the role of a metro columnist yeah. to that. But right. be that as it may, I mean, I was trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. And the day that that they I announced they announced these changes, you know, everybody got it on an email. We all got it at the same time what Jeez. our new assignment was going to be, and um, or whether we were going to be fired. Oh, that's classy. You know, classy. laid off. Yeah. yeah, it was really classy, mm. and. Uh, so it was very stressful, very stressful day. And I couldn't yeah. exactly go into work that day whining and crying um, yeah, because other people had, had been laid off. Right. And that created a lot of stress, internalized stress mm-hmm. for me. Uh, but anyways, that night I got home and um, a good friend of mine who was in public radio for many years, Bill Cohen, called me. He was still still in, in the business and he mm-hmm. said, um, you know, want to know what happened, make mm-hmm. sure I still had a job yeah. and that kind of a yeah. thing. And then, he, then we were talking and he said, well, did you hear about Freddie Henderley, who was my predecessor mm-hmm. at WSU? And I said, and I knew him because I'd yeah. been on his show many times. Right. And I said, no, my God, what happened? Because the way he said it, it's <laughs> oh, like he like got he in an yeah, car right, accident right. or something. And I said, no, my gosh, what happened? And he said, um, he announced he's retiring today. Really? Yeah. And he Same said, he, and he said, huh. he goes, I, I, he goes, I think you should apply for that job because I think you'd get it. And I said, well, I don't know about that, Bill. Yeah. It's kind of a big leap. And yeah. But then I uh, made a few phone calls to see mm-hmm. if there was any interest in me applying. And I was told that, yeah, I should apply. Okay. And But I, it was me al- along with 70, 170 other people. So it wasn't, you know, right. people with a lot more broadcast yeah. ex- Well, I had no, well, I had I had some broadcast right. experience as a guest. Yeah. But I'd never. Um, like leading. I'd never been the mm-hmm. um, the interviewer. And uh, so, you know, then I applied and yeah, it was a pretty rigorous process. Mm-hmm. And um, I bombed my first um, sound. What do they call it? Where they do a little test run of you. And I had to interview yeah. somebody. And um, I guess I bombed that. <laughs> and then it turns out they well, they had me and the other two finalists um, come back. Okay. But they gave me I think he gave me like 20 minutes of coaching before I went in oh. to give me just to see if I could was teachable okay and which is a big deal yeah uh, yeah okay because there was a lot to learn and then so then they coached me for mm-hmm. 20 minutes or half hour whatever it yeah. was and uh I'm sure I absorbed about five minutes of that <laughs> and I went in and apparently I did better but okay. it was um I think I was told I was told at the time that the re- really clinched the job for me was this kind of imaginary produ- you know laid out a week of shows mm-hmm. and my ideas for what the shows would be and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So do you this is a weird question. Do you ever have a topic on your show that is just of zero interest to you? Like is it hard if it's sort of like oh, I'm Well, it's usually there's not very many things that are of zero interest to me. Okay. I can't really think of anything that's of zero interest to me. There are lots of things that are I have zero acumen <laughs> talking at you know, talking about. You know, it's right. like there's things I don't know anything about. And that was nerve wracking for me at first, I remember one, literally one of my first shows, one of the, my my first week on the air mm-hmm. over nine years ago now. 
um, was with two. It was on <laughs> nuclear non-proliferation, mm. and it was with two former like three-star generals who That's were traveling funny. around the country, you know, lobbying yeah. on this issue. Yeah, and they were coming through. You know, probably one of the fancy colleges at Ohio State. They were probably guests or something like that. I can't remember why <laughs> was I talking to them. And I was a nervous wreck and I probably stayed up till like three o'clock in the morning studying. And, right. and then and then I, <laughs> this stuck with us for a long time because uh, it didn't matter what I said. It did not matter what I asked. Mm-hmm. I mean, we finally did concluded that I could have said peanut butter. And one of those got grandfatherly men would look at me and go, that is such a great question. <laughs> you know, and it was everything I asked was like brilliant oh, and great. Which is, and, that's nice. And, you know, yeah. and we, we said, I, we, the joke was, you know, I, you know, there's the guests that you could say peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other guests that doesn't matter what you do. They're, they're going to be difficult. But right. I really don't have very many of those. Yeah. So it's not that I don't. Mm, I'm not interested. It's that mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. And that makes me nervous. And another mm-hmm. um topic would be like uh, astrophysics, which, oh my God, I mean, the only science class I took in high school was taught by the freshman football coach. And, um, you know, in 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 college, I used to study on the way to my final exams. I would literally study on the way to the exams. I mean, I had no, it makes me sad now because actually I think I'm smarter and brighter uh, at it and Mm -hmm. more inquisitive. And, but, you know, it's just the way it's taught Mm -hmm. didn't appeal to me and didn't work for me. But, um, oh yeah, I definitely know a lot more now. I'm sure. Of course, I'm not getting tested on any of it, well, God forbid. Yeah, but, but but I can kind of talk. And, you know, when the astrophysicists come to town, <laughs> as they want to do, I can sit down and chew the fat with them, okay. you know, and I can kind of talk about this and that. And, yeah. Uh, I was talking about something today. God, what was it? It was on Tech Tuesday. A lot of things on that. Yeah. And um, we were talking about oh, cryptocurrency, and I'm starting to wrap my brain around okay. Bitcoin and the yeah. other cryptocurrencies. But you know, I just started talking with this guy who knows all kinds of stuff about it, and I just started asking questions. And I don't. The trick is to not. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room, and mm-hmm. that's a hard thing yeah. to learn. Yeah. You know. So, um, and, but you gotta care. Right. They, they don't care. If you don't know everything, mm-hmm. they do. You know, I'm just saying this is human nature. Right. But if they feel like you're bored with them, or you're, you know, you're struggling and that you don't even have the creativity to come up with, with honest, more. genuine, yeah. what if, and yeah. you know that kind of, and that's the way I am. I've mm-hmm. tapped into that. Well, what about this? And what about that? And mm-hmm. oh, and nine times out of ten, it's actually a pretty decent question. Yeah. And it's also what other people want to know. Yes. And that's what yeah. I hear a lot from listeners is you ask the questions that, that I want to know. Yeah. And and I don't feel so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say that, but I know that's what they right. mean. Right. What was what was the most I mean in all the, how many years have you been doing that? It I 9 years in September. Oh yeah. Um, do you remember if you could narrow it down what was the most fun? There's interview? been a lot of fun interviews um I remember when I interviewed the cast of uh, what's that that movie about the um, the, the singers the it's a broadcast the Broadway um, musical uh, about the four seasons yeah um, 
Oh gosh, yeah. I'm gonna embarrass myself. Yeah, here yeah. I am, an yeah. actor, yeah. and I can't theater major. Of Frankie this. Valley, I know, right? For, yeah, Frankie, Frankie Valley, Valley. And the Four Seasons. Oh, and, oh my gosh. Yeah, um, uh, Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. <laughs> and I all had I can so see much- is Sherry. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. And they, I had them in one. I, you know, I've always had to manufacture. Well, why am I doing the show about the Jersey Boys? And so <laughs> I had to, you know, back in the earlier days, I probably could have just done a show about the Jersey Boys. Mm-hmm. But now I really try to, you know, have some kind of ha- something to hang yeah. a show on. Yeah. And, um, but anyways, I had a blast with them. They were so much fun. So I did a lot more yeah. shows with Broadway casts as they would mm-hmm. come through town. I don't do that really much anymore. Yeah. And I always loved those. Mm-hmm. But I just, my my days are, my show is much more structured now yeah. than it used to be yeah. when I first started. They kind of let me just right. flop around like a beach whale, you know, <laughs> figuring out what was going to happen. And and now it, it's just a lot more structured. Mm-hmm. And, and it, 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 it's good. I mean, the, yeah. the, the re- listenership is way up. <laughs> so, I would have liked to but hear But I had a lot of fun. And I yeah. remember I interviewed Judy Collins once. I had her oh for an entire gosh. hour. And she actually started singing Aww. on the air. And you know that that's a, very, a big gift when somebody yep. who is a genius in her own, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that actually would share her voice. Yeah. And, and then we also talked about her bunions. Not on the air. That was an off. Okay, good. That I was, was like, something that, how do you get from Judy Collins well, singing to her bunions? Unless she, there's a bunion That song. was one of my favorite stories <laughs> about her is um, she um, had this new book out, and that's why she was doing, okay. you know, the rounds. Mm-hmm. And I, she was by phone. And in, during a break, I got on the phone with her, and I said, Guy, I just I wanted to, been meaning to ask you but I don't want to do it on the air because mm-hmm. no one really cares but me because I had bunions when I was a kid. I had them removed yeah. when I was a senior <laughs> in high school. And I said, but you, this photo of you, she's like in this boudoir kind of a situation with a okay. Chantilly lace all over the place. Okay. And, and she's just like this this beautiful photograph if you're into Chantilly lace and boudoir yeah. scenarios. Yeah. And she's got her bunions. She's in bare feet and she's got these huh. gigantic bunions. Really? I said, why didn't you have those airbrushed out? What are you, yeah. what are you even thinking? And she laughed. She goes, oh, <laughs> Stephen said the same thing. Stephen stills. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, and I said, could you tell Stephen? <laughs> Next time. Did Ann Fisher. <laughs> can you tap him on the arm? I go, oh, Ann oh Fisher gosh. said the same thing. Oh, so um, she laughed, and um, we had a lot of fun, and she was super cool. Um so, you know, there's all kinds of shows that I've yeah. done that I've really, really loved. Yeah. I really have loved. And sometimes they surprise me. I didn't right. don't realize it's going to be that much fun. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and there aren't very many that I don't like. There are some yeah. that are very stressful to get through yeah. because it's a very stressful topic. Mm-hmm. And I've got to make sure everything's really balanced. And, and people calling in that you can't. We've really got to screen. Right? Well, yeah. we screen. You do we, screen. We, we very heavily screen, and okay. we don't do it to keep up. I want as many different points mm-hmm. of view as possible, yeah. and sometimes it drives me a little batty when I'm training an intern who does the screening, and they mm-hmm. don't get that right because they're just right. you know trying. They don't understand the culture. I'm not fast-paced. afraid. I'm not. Af- it is very fast paced. It's a very stressful job to yeah. screen the calls, particularly if it's the shows about abortion yeah. or gun rights or right. something like that. And so, you know, um, it happens a lot. But, uh, um, yeah, no, they're screened for anger, mm-hmm. for vile language, you yeah. know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because we can't, you know, we can't have that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. part of the job. Yeah, that's doesn't, true. It doesn't bug me. That's true. 
You so you mentioned Jersey Boys. Yeah. You mentioned going to see a show. Yeah. So you're into the arts. I you know, I'm in the arts, yeah. <laughs> you know I had to I had to oh. tap into that. <laughs> what are you gonna say? What is to? your what is your favorite part? I mean, Columbus has a huge art scene. Oh my gosh. I can't even begin to tap into all of it. I it makes yeah. me it makes me feel badly that I can't go to more stuff. There's you know? so much stuff. There is so much and it's just time. You know, mm-hmm. most of my Week, I don't go out mm-hmm. at night. Oh, yeah. I am going to a Columbus Blue Jackets game tonight. <laughs> well, I know <laughs> there's good reason, and it for is that. a Tuesday night, and it's very unusual that I do that. But you can um, nap tomorrow afternoon. But I go to shows when I can. Um, yeah. What's the best show you've seen? <sighs> I know there's that's I, kind I of can't weird. even. I mean, um, I can't even. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just been so many. There's yeah. just so much good stuff, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know. I, uh, when I used to like to go to the high school okay. shows too. Yeah. Those are a lot of fun too. I just like theater. Yeah, uh, I've never been in it myself except in that brief <laughs> ep- few episodes with um, yeah. the the the, the organization mm-hmm. which shall not be named. Right. Maybe you should mention it after the I should when you produce. I should. This yeah, we'll, we'll put it. We'll put a little <laughs> yeah. disclaimer on yeah. there. We feel right. really bad yeah. about trying to remember your name. So. so, do you do you have a particular avenue of the arts that you enjoy more? Because you mentioned Columbus Museum of Art and Theater. And- I love the um, painting mm-hmm. and, and all of, you know, those those fine arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the performing arts. Mm-hmm. I like theater a lot. I love musicals. Mm-hmm. What's your um, favorite? Oh. Or top three? Oh, well, th- there <laughs> was one that was at the Short North Stage. It was Sunday in the Park with George. And you were in that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> were you the one of his his girlfriend or his wife? Or I was his... the nurse. The nurse. Okay. So I was Linda's daughter or Linda's nurse. Okay. Um, so that was. I loved yeah, that show. It was a really cool show. That was super cool show. It was very cool. I, I did not know that. Just well, we didn't know each other at the time. We didn't know each other at the time. That was a long time ago. But that was that's one of those ones where you're like, oh my gosh. And then I love that they saved the Short North Stage. Mm-hmm. You know, that they sh- yeah. saved that facility and brought it back yeah. really from... Oh, so cool. It, Bare bones, really. Yeah. And yeah. they're bringing it back. I mm-hmm. mean, it's still a work in progress and yeah. will be for a long time, but it's amazing what they've done they've, with that place. They've done amazing work with that. So, and every year it's a little bit different. Yeah. 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 Every mm-hmm. year you a little bit different. So I just went to see... Um, La Caja Faux mm-hmm. and really enjoyed that. Okay. I like singing. Yeah. Um, I like Do musicals. I can sing, but I'm not very good at it. Everybody can but sing. But I can, I can carry a tune. I play an instrument. <laughs> what do you so play? I play the flute. Do you really? Yes. Do you still to this day? Yes. Do you really? Yes. Where do you play? Uh, not very often, but I do. I used to play in a blues band, and we played in blues v- venues around town. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I did that for four years, but mm-hmm. that bar scene is, yeah. like, it's not healthy. I mean, well, not when you're, you know. Not when, not when you're working early. I'll tell you, the first two years, you could still smoke in the bars, yeah. and that was just bad. Yeah. And then the second two years, it wasn't as bad. But right. um, the late nights and stuff, I yeah. just wasn't into that. But uh, I do, I play, my friend Bill Cohen, mm-hmm. um, who is in public radio, he's a folk singer and I play with him a lot. Really? And I like to just jam. I play by yeah. ear and I okay. have good pitch. Okay. I, have, I have practically what perfect style? pitch. Jazz mostly? I can play a lot of different styles, okay. but I play by, I can read music if mm-hmm. I have to, mm-hmm. but I if, but if I don't have to and I can just jam and play along, I have I, can, I have an ear. Like I can imp- hear. The improvisational. I can improvise. <gasps> improvise. On the flute. That's, yeah. that's pretty that's, amazing. I've been playing for about 150 years, so, you know. <laughs> well, I know you're not that old, so that's Sometimes, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you ever, I mean, if you, if you got a gig with a band, would you do it? 
It depends. I mean, I, I, I don't really need more stress, performance stress, than I already have. <laughs> you don't so. want to just add a few more things on. Yeah, you know. I mean, every time I say I, I do a lot of fundraisers for Bill Cohen. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of fundraisers with his 60s coffee house thing that he does every year. Okay. And he kind of does this and that and does all kinds of other things to raise money for different organizations. Yeah. Like I do the 60s coffee house with them every hmm. November. It's usually right after or right before the election. and. Okay. That's to raise money for the Mid-Ohio Food Bank. Oh, and cool. so I do that, and yeah. I do three or four songs with that. Then I did another one um, the Friday after Thanksgiving, so, you know, Black Friday. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of a, he calls it the gratitude concert. And it's mm-hmm. it's really mellow and easygoing. Yeah. The we're just, blues we're was a little bit more hard-hitting. And that was at, um, I can't name the, remember the name of the church. I feel badly because it's a cool church. But... Um, so a lot of times they're at churches and stuff mm-hmm. where you can get a venue that's yeah. a donated or a right. low low cost venue right. and then it's it's a fundraiser for a good that's for so people cool. who do good things. Yeah. So that that's cool. I mean, you know. Flautist. Yeah. You <laughs> that's know. that's the right Yeah, no one would be more shocked to know that than my band director in high school. Well so. now it's you know, it's public. I was always seventh <laughs> chair out of fifteen. <laughs> So just about You were not average. 15th, so that's good. No, I was never 15th. That's I was good. always just about 7th chair. Okay. Yeah, except for one brief training moment, I was 1st chair, and that was about it. Yeah. And it was a glory moment, it was too, a, wasn't it? It lasted about two days. Okay. I, yeah. I think that's about you know, you, how long I, I was cling first to cello. It. Yeah, yeah, you cling to that. You do. You, know? you knew that okay. you were at one moment it, in time. It went fast, but yeah. it was... <laughs> Gosh darn it! I was there. I could have done it if I would ever have practiced. I didn't practice. Nah, I play. I play by ear, like you. And I drove every teacher I had absolutely crazy. Yeah. Because I'd say, I, I can't. How does this part go again? And then I yeah. would make them play it so yeah. I could pick it up. And, right. Yeah. They didn't like that. Yeah. No. 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 They don't. No. They really don't. They don't. Mm-mm. But when you're in marching band, they kind of force you. I mean, who actually reads their music you in marching band? Right. Did you so. play flute in marching band? Then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's, see, Look I at had that. no idea. I know. A flautist. Crazy. <laughs> well, Crazy. I, I think we're going to wrap up. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having telling me. Telling your stories. It's kind of weird to talk know. about myself that much. but well, See, this is why fun. I want to force you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> there was no force involved in this interview. <laughs> All right. We'll take the handcuffs <laughs> off now and we'll <laughs> go ahead and lock the door. Jingle, jingle. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Okay. Thank you again. You're and thanks for listening in to Speak Easily with Krista Stockwell. Land Media. Think big.